I'm Lauren. And I'm Ashley. And this, guys, is Nip Tuck Pod. We are your girl chat. We say the things you want to hear, the things that you're thinking but you don't want to say out loud. And we're all about being strong, aspirational women who basically don't give a... Uh, Lauren, anyway, if you want unfiltered chat, amazing beauty and product recommendations, then look no further, guys. This is the podcast where you will get all of the girly chat. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to part two of Vicky Patterson's Secret 2. I'm joined by my reality TV star, OG, Kagi Dunlop. <laughs> um, but as I mentioned before we took a break, you are so much more than that. Can I ask, what's your real name? Because Kagi's not it, is it? It's not it. My real name's <laughs> Catherine. Fuck off. <laughs> Yeah. No, no, that is some next level posh shit. I did not know people were. I did not know people were doing that. Is that normal in no. Chelsea? No, it's come on, it's, a, it's not a posh person nickname. Is it not? It's not. It's basically when I was born, my brother, who is like just under two years older, um, said he couldn't say Catherine and he said Kagi and then it kind of stuck around the house and then one day I just went when I went into school and I was like everyone call me Kagi and then I it was with a y and then I was like everyone call me Kagi with an i-e and it was like I used to just be obsessed with like names there was a point where I actually changed my name completely for a bit I'm not even going to talk about that but anyway no so please do like- what were you what were you going as when you changed it what was the alter ego Kagi I need to know <laughs> so embarrassing it was tiger (laughs) 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 I actually but this is not this is not that young I was like 18 19 like 17 18 19 it was like when I started going clubbing in London I was like my name's tiger and some of the people that I met at that time I still know now they probably think I was just going through a really weird identity crisis I hope you're still saved in someone's phone as tiger that would just make me so happy (laughs) I've never I've never admitted that or told anyone that before so yeah you've heard it here first wow I feel really I feel really honored to have an exclusive but I mate, like you're just finding yourself at that age, like 17, 18. I, I don't know. I just remember, I just remember thinking I had it all figured out and I was so grown up and cool and actually I knew fucking nothing. Yeah. And I also, you know, I went out cause I lived in London. I went out 
quite young and now I look back and I think I will be locking my daughter (laughs) up knowing the way that we behaved yeah Yeah. and I did think I knew it all but yeah I didn't for everyone who doesn't consume this content on a visual platform Kagi just like wistfully looked into the distance (laughs) (laughs) it was very poetic it was really romantic like and I just didn't know it all (laughs) I love that from you. But, mate, you are now in your 30s, like me, um, and I know that we don't know it all. God, like even me ma, who's like in our sort of mid-60s, she's back in the dating scene, lass. Um, is she? How's yeah. she finding it? Sure. What I am finding is that men actually don't fucking ever grow up. <laughs> <laughs> she got ghosted no. by a 67-year-old fella. No. Yeah. 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 Not bad. That is not what she needs. No, absolutely not. Just had a really tough time, me mom. Like, everybody knows her and me dad split up, you know. Um, and she, he was a high school sweetheart. Um, she'd met him from 11, you know. So it was that only. And then she had this <sighs> other, uh, lovely bloke she was with, and he sadly passed away. And she's taking time to heal and everything. She's back on the scene. And honestly, like, I really did think, oh, I bet your men are all just like, well, they're in their sixties, so they're thinking, "I want to. I'm going to be honest. I'm going to be upfront. Everyone needs to know what I'm about because I want to find love and settle down." But no, nah, they're still playing games, still up to their old tricks, still not mature at sixty-seven. So yeah, so my mom is still learning about herself, even at the right old age of sixty-five. So even though we don't know it all in my thirties, mate, we know a lot more than we did in our teens and twenties. Um, and it feels as though you finally sort of, I suppose, found yourself, Cags. Have you? Yeah. I think I think so. Definitely and? a lot more. <laughs> well, do you, you, know, do you as, love this version of you? <laughs> that weirdly makes me feel so uncomfortable <laughs> because it's just so like not something people are like. It's, so it's very crying. <laughs> it's, I'm being very nosy today. I think it's because I feel like I've known you for twenty years, even though I fucking haven't. <laughs> Sorry, I, Go I on. do. Like, I, I actually. I actually do because I think my 20s were so, you know, I, d- I look back on them and they were just quite chaotic and all over the place and I didn't know who I was and I felt very ungrounded, whereas my 30s have just felt a lot calmer um, and I know who I am and kind of like what we spoke about in the first half, I might not be for everyone, but I'm for me, like I, I live my life according to what my values are and in alignment with my integrity and that is what's important. And so I, I've really enjoyed my thirties so far. Honestly, thirties to get a bad rep, don't they? For like long hangovers and crow's feet and gray hairs and all that. And you're fucking ticking biological body clock and everything. But I'm telling you right now, I've had a really nice time. (laughs) (laughs) I love we're talking about it like it's a holiday destination. I mean, I can't complain. Everything looks good here to me. But the thing, the thing that is true is the um the the pressure cooker that women often feel. And I'm I'm very, you know, aware of that because the community from Saturn Returns and the podcast and stuff is like is is women 25 to 35. And a lot of them feel this intense pressure, especially around you know, finding the right relationship, having kids and all that stuff. So that's the only thing that's a bit of a a tricky thing for us to navigate. But yeah, it feels like you just, it feels like we can never sort of win as women. Like you're just 
you're over your pesky 20s where everything is, you're so insecure and you're just crippled by self-doubt. You finally get into a space where you're sort of like, oh, you know, I'm okay with the way I look and my body shape is, you know, it's not all the horrible things I thought it was. It works for me. I love it. But like, you finally get there and then Mother Nature goes, you got fucking two years. Find one of your dreams and have a baby. Otherwise your eggs are turning to dust. Your mug. I know, it's so true. I'm like, and almost happy way- for like 30 seconds. <laughs> And also the way society kind of like for women, because obviously that's a big part of it, but it it feels like a lot of the stuff kind of is like the narrowing of walls and the window is is closing. Because actually when you find out who you are and you're happy, then, you, you know, careers might change and stuff like that. But I think we're sold this idea that we have to have all of these things figured out by 30 and if we don't we're sort of doomed to eternal damnation in some kind of way so then everyone's so scared about turning 30 and they do and they're like oh it's actually but there is still this kind of pressure you know yeah I, I get oh I get it I often I sometimes think you know if we're always if women are always stressed and always trying to do something else and trying to have more and on all the rest of it I suppose we're easier to control you know, if we're a little bit miserable and we're a little bit stressed, and I suppose we're a, a consumer, like a market does dream as well. And I, I blame everybody else. And... Yeah, but, but it's and... a, it's like a vicious cycle, isn't it? Yeah, you know, because totally. if 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 women were actually taught from a young age to love themselves and feel complete, then entire industries would just collapse overnight. The what? That is, do you know what? If but then I I see these lovely things on TikTok. I do think the generation that's having kids now is probably fucking mine actually <laughs> my <laughs> on, actually i think it's our generation oh, shit. <laughs> i'm just gonna move on um, you know, so i feel like they're trying to undo some of the damage you know i see all of these amazing tiktoks of little girls doing their hair in the mirror and telling like that morning affirmation saying that they're smart yeah, and, they're kind so and they're capable of anything and i always tell maybe that's my sister's little girl i'm like you're are you pretty just like yes and I'm like are you smart and she said yeah are you kind yes like I I tell her you know and I think not that I was brought up to not that I was brought up in a bad way I had a fantastic childhood with lovely parents but I never was told I was great I was Mm -hmm. never repeatedly told like you are brilliant and the world can be anything you want it to be like it probably yeah. seems really cheesy and American, but I fucking love it. <laughs> yeah, um, it does. Isn't it? Like it my household that you would never have something like that. We, we were all so self-deprecating, you know, but I want my kids to be fucking to think they are absolutely invincible. Not knobs. Yeah, I don't want them to be like knobs. I don't want them to think they can't do anything wrong. Like we will call a spade a spade in our house, surely. But I want them to believe anything is possible. A hundred percent. Same <sighs> with me. And uh, sorry, mate. Again, I'm I'm being really nosy. It's normally such a like nice little chill chat, yeah. But are you in a happy, healthy relationship, Kag? Are you are you are you yeah. looking for love? Or are, you, are you fucking taken? Go I'm on, girl. Taken. You're I'm... so sneaky. Everyone knows everything about me, but you're flying on the under the radar now. I know. I can't. I'm try and be quite mindful of what I share because I'm aware that, you know, as much as I'm an open book Mm -hmm. and, you know, someone, I I did this talk this week and someone was like, oh, do you ever, you know, feel uncomfortable with how much you share and how open you are on the podcast? And I was like, I've been airing my dirty laundry for decades, like across various mediums. I did reality TV, like that's nothing. But I also have to be respectful of the fact that it's not just 
my story you know it's also um my partner's story and he can be quite private but I am in a very happy relationship and we've been together for a year and a half oh buttermilk well congratulations I'm so happy for you thank you I um I often think it's a bit of a hang-up from reality like from being on reality tv in your formative years is you don't know what's appropriate to share and you don't know what isn't um I fall prey to this all the time like my agent will ring me and she'll be like does everybody honestly have to know when you have your period and I'm like (laughs) (laughs) yes this is the thing we grew up in this way that there was nothing that was off oh yeah everyone had to know everything Everyone had to know everything. And also, I don't know about you, but I, I became quite used to this sort of state of, not to go back there because I know we've covered it, but there's a state of like anxiety. So I actually find that the, the beautiful thing about podcasts or books is it's your, you are controlling narrative. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. And that really gives it such a different feeling because it's like you're sharing something that you are willing and wanting to share rather than it kind of being pulled from you without your without you wanting it to be yeah I think it's an empowering platform like that's what I've always Very. found you know I love social social media has plenty pitfalls don't get me wrong you know and I talk about them at length when I'm being whingy and fucking ungrateful but predominantly I love the chance to show the real side of me rather than like the 42 minute edited version that MTV thought people wanted to see you know I love yeah. being able to show that you know I'm compassionate and I've got interests outside of Jägermeister it's lovely to be able <laughs> to be able to show a real insight here and I think a, a podcast it's my favorite medium it's an extension of that do you absolutely love it so how does what's the format of yours cag do you get guests or is it just you chatting every week i have guests so we'll have different guests that are and i sometimes do solo episodes and we've just launched like a subscription solo series where it's just kind of my thoughts and musings for the week but we'll have guests come on that are a range of different people but the umbrella of the whole kind of show and and the brand is Saturn Returns so it's it's got an astrology spin but essentially it's personal development through that lens so we'll have different people talking about different themes that really we all have to navigate in our 20s as we kind of initiate into adulthood and then often finding more sort of esoteric ones around themes and kind of niche subjects that I find interesting that perhaps people wouldn't have heard of before and that's always quite fun so I feel like it sounds amazing and super interesting and particularly like you know the personal development side of things like it's so I don't want to say hot right now for a number of reasons I don't want to say it because I feel like it makes me sound like a bell end but it's <laughs> also I feel like it's true though isn't it like when when I was younger like it was all just about saving up to go to Magaluf to see how many boys you could kiss you know like that's in and you know binge drinking and blah x y and z now i feel like people are far more invested in personal development in growth in having life experiences and being the best version of themselves and i think it's a a really um healthy shift Um, really healthy yeah you can't deny it's it's hot right now (laughs) (laughs) it is kind of hot right now and so is astrology actually and i think it's to do well there's even a dating show cag we had a couple we had a couple of women on who were like the astrologers for a, d- a dating show that's was this called 
Was this the Discovery dating show? Right. Written in the stars? It is definitely. And like with all the apps and just, I think it's because of social media yeah. that people are getting this information in a, a very digestible way. And that's mm. how it's kind of, and then people are like, oh, that's actually really helpful or that makes me feel seen and understood. And then also I think it's because we've moved away as a society it's mainly in the kind of Western culture of like religion doesn't play quite the same role that it used to. And I think we have an appetite for something that kind of is more spiritual, that's something we can believe in. And I think that's why astrology is kind of having its moment again. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. We all want to believe in something. Like, I don't care, you know, where you're from, how you've been brought up, whatever. Everybody needs hope. And we all need a a sense of, like, a belief system. And I did a show for the BBC recently called The Pilgrimage. Um, And it's where, like, a group of people from different religious backgrounds all get together and complete a religious pilgrimage, obviously. Um, And it was dead interesting, you know. Like, I don't think religion, like you say, has as big of a place in current society, but as I was going through and learning about other peoples and blah, 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 I'm agnostic myself. Like the, the predominant thing that I realized is we just all have to have something to believe in because otherwise it's, otherwise it, it's a bit sad. Like the yeah, idea that, yeah, the idea that there's nothing happens when you're gone or the idea that you're not working towards something or yeah, it's all just a bit sad. So I can see why people are finding hope and solace in astrology now. Yeah, because it gives it this very unifying sort of everything's happening for you and for a reason. But also it's very unique and personal because your chart is so unique and personal. So you kind of have this feeling of being part of something in a collective whilst also feeling seen. And I think especially when we go through moments of struggling with our own identity and, and our own sense of self, that can allow people to kind of deepen their understanding of what their unique gifts are, what their path is. So that's kind of how I use it. It's like a tool for personal development and introspection. I'm a Scorpio cag, right? And I feel like we get so, (laughs) don't laugh. (laughs) I knew it. No, but I feel like we get such a bad rep, right? But I actually love being a Scorpio. I feel like we're like quite a powerful sign in the Zodiac. I feel like we have a sting in our tail, which is not something I'm going to deny having. Like, I, I, I quite like being one. Would, in terms of Taurus and Scorpio, would we get on? God, I'm sounding more and more like a fangirl. <laughs> I think, I mean, I don't really prescribe to the like, oh, you know, will certain star signs getting on and others not. I don't okay. use it that 
It's not oh, that right. weird. Do you think that's a bit gimmicky? I think it is a bit gimmicky yeah, because okay. also it's so much more complex than just your star sign or your sun sign because, I mean, then you have your moon and your rising, but even within a chart, there are so many variables. But I don't, act, off the top of my head, I don't know whether, I've never heard that Scorpio and Taurus are necessarily get along, but I haven't heard that they don't. I think oh, I've just well. always, I've often gravitated towards, I know I've got a couple of people in my life that I'm very close to that have Scorpio placements and they do have that like, I'm like, whoa, where did that come from? Um, so yeah, that's why I laughed when you said you're a Scorpio. <laughs> <laughs> it was such a smug little giggle as well. <laughs> right, before I chat you a little bit more about your book as well, I need to ask, I always hear people being like, oh yeah, well don't worry because Mercury's in retrograde. And I'm like, yeah, okay, I won't then. Fuck it, Mercury's in retrograde. <laughs> I don't know what it means, Kagi, and I'm pretend of, sick of pretending to acting like I do. Tell me what it means. Okay, so basically retrograde is when like Mercury, essentially it's the illusion that it's going backwards. So Mercury is about like messenger. It's like associated with the messenger communication technology. So during that time when people are saying like, oh, everything's going to go haywire, it's because often things in communications break down. So whether that's an email that you thought you sent, you actually sent, you know, to the wrong person or it didn't send at all or like something goes wrong in technology or in a more sort of personal level with your partner, like there's just a communication breakdown and you just misunderstood a situation. And so there's like tension or an argument might happen. So those are kind of the main things that happen during that time. And that's why people get a little bit like prepare for Mercury retrograde in the same way that I guess Saturn returns. Everyone's like prepare for your Saturn return because that's often viewed as a, a scary thing. But I don't know. I, I guess, to be honest, when Mercury is retrograde, I have, I notice things ra that happen rather than look out for them. I'm slightly mindful of like emails and stuff like that because I am a bit like chaotic anyway. Um, <laughs> like I've done things when I've sent an email that's a really important one that I've rewritten a couple of times because it's really important. And then I've actually accidentally sent, sent all the, the email. <laughs> sent the email with another email at the bottom of it being like, oh my God. but that wasn't even in retrograde. It was just me. That was just, that was just a Tuesday. <laughs> it was just an average Tuesday. And then... Um, yeah, in my relationship, often, like, if there's, like, a, a communication breakdown, I'm like, well, my boyfriend's like, okay, sure, whatever you say. <laughs> I was say. just going to say, I feel like Mercury is in retrograde a lot in our house. Kind of always, like, fucking chalk and cheese. Um, I want to know, so your book is called The Same Thing, right? Saturn Returns. Yeah. yeah. And that is just, like, building on the themes of the podcast. Yeah, so your Saturn Return, like, in astrology is something that happens in your late 20s. So at around 28, 29, Saturn returns to the same place in the sky it was when you were born. And within wow, the sort of realms of that. Yeah, so it takes like that amount of time to kind of do a full like orbit of the earth. And when it does, 
it brings with it these sort of initiations and it's like associated with karma and with discipline and with responsibilities. So if like me, you haven't been living in a very Saturnian fashion, you've been incredibly irresponsible and undisciplined. It's like a bit of a drop kick from the universe to kind of snap you into place. And all these lessons feel like they're coming quick fire. And it's just a lot. Did you find that lot. transition hard, Kagiord? Yeah, that that's why you got I into this. Podcast? Yeah, because yeah, it was during that time where I was like, "What? What, what the fuck going is going on? on? What the fuck is going on?" And then someone was like, "You're about to go through your Saturn return." I was like, "Okay," and I just became really fascinated by that subject. It's weird, like you know how you just have these affiliations or connections with things or places. Like for me, it was just like Saturn return. What an interesting concept. Well, and it really then when resonated actually, with you, obviously, didn't it? So that would be Yeah, it did. And I actually it initially started when I started like writing like a I wanted it to maybe be a script or something. I didn't really know, but I was like, I'm gonna do something around Saturn return. Like I love this this point in one's life. And then when I actually went through it and it was once I was out the other side that I could really see, I was like, holy shit, that really, really happened. And I learned so much in the process and then really putting out the podcast was like, how can I create a toolkit for people that are navigating times of transition and change? Because at the, at that time I was being asked by a lot of people, like, have you considered doing a podcast? And I knew that I wanted to, but then it was like, okay, maybe I'll take that subject that I had thought about a few years ago and actually put it out as a podcast. And then, yeah, it kind of went from there. And then the book is really just, an extension of that but more more personal perhaps there's a lot there's probably more vulnerability in the book and that's about you know the main things and the main hurdles that I felt or experienced during my 20s into my 30s I think when you're sitting so podcasts you can have fun and it's an hour and it can be you know very much surface chat even if you're talking about things that are you know, emotional, it's still not enough time to get proper into the bones or something, but a book, um, I've wrote a couple of myself. I always find that it's really like a, a therapeutic experience. It's very cathartic. You, you sit down and you pour stuff out of, it feels like your soul. Um, and yeah, I've always come away from the experience feeling a little bit lighter, but also that I've shared a lot of myself. It's draining. You get a bit of a vulnerability hangover after because yeah. you're like, <laughs> Oh, wow. I've really, I remember it was when I was reading the audio book out. Oh, and there mate, was I sobbed chapters. my tits off doing my, sobbed me tits off. Yeah. Honestly, it was terrible. Like I, the fella who was recording it at one point just fucking stopped and brought a box of tissues in. He's like, you're right. I was like, clearly I'm not Derek. Yeah. Because it's quite hard when it, you've just got one man that you're like narrating your life story to. And it's just this very, cause they're sort of, they're not an audience, but you're just looking at them like they are. And it's, um, it is confronting because a lot of the stuff, I don't know about you, like the stuff I put in the book, it's, it's, raw and honest it's not necessarily stuff that I've like figured out sometimes it's stuff that I'm still still processing yeah and still navigating so it feels that yeah a bit more raw well I know even if the process was hard and it was a bit of struggle it was emotional like you're definitely helping women like women at an age where you know we're under so much pressure to have it all figured out and we feel like a failure if we look on Instagram and everyone's got like a fucking tidy house and matching outfits with our kids and we don't have those things like <laughs> I think I think what you're providing for women 
at that at that age and at that critical time in their lives is, is a super imperative service. So I just want to say, you should pat yourself on the back, Ag. Oh, thank you. That is You're so welcome. sweet. You're welcome. I mean it from the bottom of my heart, mate. And um, before I let you go, because I'm aware that you're a busy lady. Um, here at Vicky Pass and the Secret Two, we always ask our gorgeous guests to give our lovely listeners a couple of pills of wisdom. Um, and I think something you said at the start of the podcast has really stuck with us. Um, we had similar experiences in my 20s. We felt displaced. We felt unsure of ourselves, morphing into people that we thought other people wanted us to be. But now you're quite clearly a very confident, comfortable version of you. Um, and I, I, I think you should be proud of that. But also I think other people would like to know what your secret is. So what is your secret to feeling anchored? Just to be true to yourself, because, you know, like you just mentioned, so much of my life in my 20s were shape-shifting to perform and be validated by other people. And it wasn't until, you know, I went through my Saturn return that I was like, okay, I'm actually going to just remain true to myself with little idea of who that person actually was. But once I started sort of cultivating that and figuring out what I valued and living in alignment with it, everything kind of became more grounded and more anchored. So that would be my advice. Don't try to be for everyone. Just be for you. Just be for you. Oh, mate, I could cry. That was actually... <laughs> 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 oh, do you know what? It's been so lovely talking to you. I could have chatted to you all afternoon. I know. It's been so nice. I feel like we've known each other for <laughs> so long. <laughs> this is the, this is the, um, one of the pitfalls of re- watching you for years on reality TV. I I'm fucking best pal. Um, <laughs> mate, good luck with everything. Good luck with the podcast and the book. Um, if you could get us a copy, I wouldn't mind reading that. Yes. I will yes. send you a copy a hundred percent. Please sign it. Cause I'm a fan. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> 